Hey, Peter. Whoa. <laughs> Opposite day. Did I do it right? I it it felt right. Hey, Matt. <laughs> There we go. There you go. How are how are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm just kind of baffled that uh, that you started the show. Well, episode fifty four. Well, we're two hours after we were supposed to start, so I'm the host now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was uh, drilling holes in steel for ten hours, and then I went for a swim, and then I realized that I hadn't checked my <laughs> email on my calendar the whole day. And uh, well, yeah, I'm you glad. Mean, I'm glad you're flexible with. Oh, I'm flexible. I I know what to take when you, I know what to what to take when you take. I mean, um, so I'm the host now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, yep. that's fine. Um, are you the editor as well? No, I didn't take that. Are, are you crazy? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, you're the, man of, you're the man of steel, and you're the editor. Yeah, yep. I'm the host. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I don't know how to not to be the host. So if I talk too much, just let me know. Actually, I may make you the host again because I don't. I'm done. I'm done. I can only handle the intro. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, hey. what do you got for updates this week? Um, <laughs> I got some. I've got some maker and manager stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, happy to talk about both. Um, is now the time? Should we just dive right in? I think so. I think that's what people are here for. Okay. Okay, so season two, I think, unofficially, episode two. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> Post-Tiny Seed. Yeah. Uh, into the Great Wide Open. Here we are. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just sent out my I just sent out my May update, which means that people that listen to this podcast are um, only now you know, one week ahead of the investor list. <laughs> well, your investor should listen here as well. There you go. If you want the latest, you you should listen to the podcast. And yep. um, that felt good to get done. It was one of those things where I'm really glad I have a format figured out for it because I was able to spend just a very small amount of time writing the diffs, as I like to say, on, mm. on, on things. And... That's your spreadsheet that we talked about like four or yeah. five episodes ago, I think. If people yeah. Are interested. So I have a master spreadsheet, which is maybe all 13 of my business model hypothesis and hypotheses. And what I do each month for investors is I only go into the two, three, or four that I made progress on in the last 30 days. And that means I've done some kind of customer development with those Uh, I, I've validated some things. I've got some new evidence. I've maybe invalidated some things where I was wrong. And I just capture those little s snippets of that and I paste it into an email. So I had three of those this uh, for May, three areas of the business where I made some progress or learned some things. So I shared those insights and learnings. And then I also invited them to join me in a investor Slack channel um, in, my, in my Summit Slack. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Or like more regular updates, or just random. I yeah, I just find that I, I am, I really like to build um, just that chemistry, that kind of high frequency updates chemistry with folks if they're interested, because yeah, it's just, it's just fun to say, 
hey, check out this new UI that I'm building. You know, what do you think? And I'm not going to write an email to, you know, 12 people <laughs> just to no. just to share that and then some expectation of them like hitting reply and it doesn't make sense. So Slack is really cool for almost like an extended team vibe where, I mean, I do have investors who very kindly have joined calls with prospects. I have others that are in the tiny seed Slack, of course, who respond to thoughts and ideas that I have in a more real-time basis. So I sent out that invitation. I said, no obligations, just throwing it out there. And I've already got uh, three folks that have said yes. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I reported on that. Um, Runway is still good. It's a year plus uh, still. It went down a little bit because I had to pay for the conversion to a C corporation, which is a decent legal bill. And I also paid uh, my data scientist contractor for the project that he completed, which was, you know, not an insignificant chunk of change. So those two things in the same month brought down the runway a little bit, but still a little over a year of runway, assuming, you know, that I have the same revenue I have today. So that's a very, very pessimistic runway forecast. Um, And yeah, yeah, active users. Hopefully you didn't use Summit for that. Yes, I am. Um, oh, actually, that's where I, I am. That's where I got the number Summit, from. I was telling you, you, you should just forget about any revenue. That you... <laughs> yeah, I actually used the new version of Summit on my on my local environment to get that, and oh. uh, which is really yeah, really cool. I was able to put in the exact amount of cash and put in all my exact expenses, which you know you can't do in the first version. And it said, "Here you go." Um, and what else? Active users is up. That's the metric that I care about the most these days. That was up, I think, 14%. Um, so okay. we're up to about 100 and something. I'll just say 100 and something active users, <laughs> um, which is cool. And I uh, have over 1,000 thousand lifetime signups at this point. So I'm... Um, nice. Yeah, nice big round number. I'm uh, getting a little anxious in terms of the launch of the new product, both wanting to get it done um, and nervous about the, so on the maker side, nervous about the effort required to get it done. Um, I think on the manager side, one last thing that I did share and I'll share here is I've been using the new version of the product to do customer development lately rather than the old. Mm -hmm. And because it's complete enough that I can show people stuff and I can feel confident about what features it's going to have. And the willingness to pay is stronger and higher on on it, which is really cool. Um, obviously, that's something that we that we care about. Yeah, I did have somebody say that. Um, I mean, I would say you know if, if I was validating if the high end before was two hundred bucks a month and the low end was fifty bucks a month, I think the low end is probably about the same. But I think the high end is you know two to ten x higher. Um, wow yeah for the new product i mean people basically saying i have spent for what for the for the analysis that this does um you know we have an internal system that's running on a server somewhere that's you know that we invested tens of thousands of dollars in building and we have to maintain ourselves and it's like one of those classic (laughs) kind of passion projects of a developer who yeah you know it turned into a part of the internal systems at some point yeah because they're like hmm, that's that's a cool little 
thing. Could we use that in the accounting workflow that we do? And before you yeah. know it, you know, it's like QuickBooks goes to Frankenstein and then Frankenstein goes to, <laughs> goes to, you know, our bank uh, records. And it's like, whoa, whoa, how did, when did this internal <laughs> system become like mission critical? Yeah. Uh, so they have one of those and, you know, we'll see. I, I'm not saying that I have parity with it yet, but at least from their perspective, it looks like I'm on track to be come at parity with their internal system and in the not too distant future, which means, you know, they're willing to pay a thousand plus dollars a month rather than, you know, a couple hundred. They're really willing to get rid of the old thing. Yeah, exactly. They can get rid of the old thing. They don't have to maintain it anymore. Obviously, you know, Summit is now going to be innovating and building new features rather than their internal teams. So it's just, you know, it's not a core competency, right? So outsourcing it makes sense. Um, and I just happen to yeah. be friendly with it friendly with the founder so there's a chance and, and regardless of this individual prospect i have had multiple now conversations with folks that have said we really need better subscriber cohort based subscription revenue forecasting and yeah we just don't have it i'm like perfect <laughs> so it's it's uh it's really exciting yeah man. so it's it looks like with the new summit it's so fle- like it's so flexible that you could like if you want to sit down and spend the time like you could you could make it do literally anything yes and so like in theory like you could there's not really necessarily a limit to like how complicated kind of like financial models you can offer right and that also like that changes like the the ceiling of like how much you can charge, right? Exactly. I mean, so the the final difficult, let's say, the final enabling feature that I'm working on today, right before we got to talking, is um, funnel modeling is cool, right? So we do fun, you know, funnel modeling is one part of financial forecasting for businesses. Retention modeling is another part where folks are trying to figure out which of their subscribers are going to stick around and which are going to upgrade. Um, so a couple couple things real quick on the funnel side. I think Excel has really um, been dominant from a modeling funnels perspective because funnels are just fractional arithmetic. It's we have this many, and then it's multiplied by this fraction or percentage mm-hmm. filter, right? And then we have this many, and then you multiply by this fraction, and then by this fract, right? And then you end up with a close yeah. rate, and it's like, oh, you have three new customers after starting with 3,000 unique visitors, right? Whatever it is. That's easy in a spreadsheet. So I was able to knock that out pretty fast, right, in Summit. Um, retention and, and and revenue planning is hard in a spreadsheet because you have to now model you know, what do I have in Stripe from a plans perspective? You have to model cohorts and churn. Cohort-based churn is just, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, it's almost never done. I think I've seen it once out of all the spreadsheets I've seen. What I'm, yeah. now, what I'm now doing with Summit 2, <laughs> let's call it, is you can define as many funnels as you want, but imagine this. When you get to the bottom of a funnel, let's say you describe a funnel that's your inbound organic traffic right at the end of that funnel what i'd really love to do is to be able to say that you know um let's say four percent of everybody that comes to the website 
and I, tr- I track this on a monthly basis to say 4% of everybody comes to the website, signs up for a plan, whether that's a free tier or a paid tier, right? 4%. What I'd really love to be able to do is to be able to say, take that 4% and allocate it to these different plans and pricing, right? So every time you bring in new leads through this particular funnel, they yeah. they follow at the end of that funnel they convert to these plans right and it might be kind of a random mixture each month but in general you know out of that four percent half of them sign up for a free plan half of them sign up for a paid plan right that's really I, cool if you can do that i can do that right so I've, I've already on the back end it's done i'm doing the ui part today but what it means is that when you define a funnel in summit you can actually define think of it like a route right or a router yeah at the end of the funnel, you can say separation here. That's done now. It, they converted. These are the mixture of plans they convert to. These are the ratios, right, of those plans. And then each of those plans has its own price point, its own free trial period, its own ARPU, its own retention, right? Like that's what actually happens in the real world. And there's no, there's no financial, mo- there's no financial model that like that. <laughs> there's no spreadsheet that does this right um the yeah. route metaphor is funny because it's like a really bad router that at, at each turning point drops like a certain percentage of the requests yeah because it's like yeah. a, <laughs> a leaking funnel right it, it is yeah exactly i mean yeah exactly <laughs> so i kind of think of it as yeah it's a funnel and like it's a it's a leaky funnel right to your point yeah but then but then out of all the water that does end up in the bottom of the funnel yeah 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 you know, it gets split across. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm building today. And what's really cool about this is the way I built it is abstracted where basically a funnel is just an event and a revenue plan is just an event. Any event can follow another event. You can basically create a router to deal with mm. what to do after an event finishes. So you can take the same principle and say, Every time I get a new uh, subscriber to this particular revenue plan, pay do this event, which is paying a referral fee to this partner, right? So yeah. the user can literally define their own, um, call it a flow, right? Or their own yeah. chain, chain of events. And then that chain of events is obviously the simulation that creates your... So at the end of the day, you end up with a P&L. What's so cool about this is at the end of the day, you still end up with just a basic... PL spreadsheet view, but you understand how it got created. It got it got created by a system that understands how your business operates, right? So, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, there's just tons and tons of applications, and the way I built it is abstracting the presentation and the implementation completely from the back end and from the you know the JavaScript. Everything's so separated that I was joking online yesterday. There's actually no reason that I was doing some of my own sort of family financial planning yesterday. And I was like, there's actually no reason that if I went through the work, which would take a couple of weeks of creating new templates, I couldn't repurpose this for a personal financial planning tool. Like, yeah, and ideally it <laughs> wouldn't have to be you adding those templates. No, no, it doesn't need to be. I say that's another point. I could hire I could hire somebody or, you know, somebody could do that. It depends how platformy we want to get, but um, yeah. somebody somebody internal can actually learn how 
the templating system works and just sit there and create uh, create that version of the product, not doing any new coding. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the add a college like the add a college tuition expense event is already abstracted. So they can go to the database and say, create a new expense event, give it a label of college tuition, and you know, it needs a start date, it's gonna have an end date that's four years later, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Somebody could actually build these little events and then it's just like going to another personal financial planning website what do they talk about retirement college healthcare you know like there's these canonical things right that everybody so anyway that's that's where i'm at man and i will say this though like i am i'm starting to feel a little bit of anxiety about how long it's been since i've sold something (laughs) or or gotten a new (sighs) user to use this thing so like i'm feeling that tug of Hey Matt, this new product is amazing. Finish already, <laughs> you know. Like, well, a couple, like a month that. or so, or something. You you mentioned a, like a possible end of June release. Is that out of the window or? No, it's 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 not. I think that's a. If everything goes well, I think I'm going to hit that. I think that's probably that's the, you know, the that's bull the, case. Yeah, that's the bull case exactly. <laughs> I think the bear case is probably, you know whatever it's hard to it's hard to not think about the fourth of july but um let's just it's say 2020 first week of july Day. yeah first week of july feels like the um most likely date because the, the big x factor that is that's not deal super with, bear no no it's not i mean i feel like i feel like i'm pretty confident in the window like the big the big scary thing is migrating all of the existing user accounts to the new system like that Oh, you need to do that? Um, oh, because they don't have the UI for the old thing anymore. They don't have the UI for the old thing. Like, I can, I can preserve could you make, the user data. Yeah, go ahead. Could you make the existing users' flows just an event or like a, like a custom recipe or something like that? Possibly, and that's what I have to decide. Like, am I going to go through the work of doing some kind of transmogrifier to, like, express their existing data points in terms of events, or am I just going to say you got to start from scratch? I would yeah. love to. I would love to not do that, but at the same time, I wouldn't kind mind of, starting from scratch. I think starting from scratch is a good thing. The real thing I, I need to preserve and make sure I preserve, obviously, is you know, logins and users and organizations and all the account information. Oh, it's the, a new app. It's a, it's very much a new app. <laughs> I I mean, I got to the point with the old app where I had hundreds of database changes and yeah. the database is so different. I dropped so many tables and added so many new tables that it like didn't make sense to every time I do a deployment <laughs> to like... yeah deploy a completely different architecture and then do 300 database migrations to, to to evolve to the new one so i just said forget it i start i, I actually rebooted my which is a day i know it's a risky thing but like i just said forget it no time like the present i reset my database migrations um so i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to kind of do a heart transplant here i'll do something i mean what i can also do is say like hey I don't want to do sign up anew 
I don't want to do reset password. I think I can move them over. I think I can do some kind of seamless thing. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'm just asking for help and I'm not really sure how to ask. Um, we'll <laughs> see. It's it's going to be it's going to be surgery. It's one of those things, you know, do backups, do the migration and then probably write a number of custom scripts, you know, to do to do a one-time, you know, migration. But this Maybe is, I end up I th- yeah, I don't know. This is important, I think, because it's like this is where you decide if you are a startup or if you are a small business that's already running, which I don't necessarily think you are. Right? It's like this is now is a time where you decide if like it's okay to like scratch the whole thing because this is like a hundred times better than the old thing. And I want like no one's going to care that I did that when they try the new thing. Or if you feel like, oh, we have existing users, we need to take care of those, we need to like be conservative and do things slow, like, right? This is an important distinction. It is. Yeah, it is. I, yeah, I don't want people to have to, I mean, there's some friction involved in connecting your metrics and for the hundreds of folks that have done that, I don't want them That's to have true. to do that again. That's you true. Know, yeah. Going and getting their API keys and different but like services. Starting from scratch on the forecast, it's not um, the end of the world. Yeah, it's. I'm actually more concerned about scratching all of their authorizations that they've already done and, and having to redo that. You know, because um, that's that's higher friction, frankly, and it means they're going to come to a blank slate which isn't isn't necessary like they don't need to come to a blank slate what i'm what i might need to do is i might need to launch this as a separate heroku app at first and then maybe actually like migrate everything over to it so that both are actually running in parallel and then like shut down the old you know and then oh. the only risk is that somebody signs up for the somebody signs up for the old one, you know, right before you flip the switch. But I think I could do that potentially. Turn off, sign up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Turn off, sign up. There you go. Right. So have a parallel site, which will be useful for testing anyway. Turn off, sign up for the old one. And then tell everybody, you know, here's the new, and then just do a hot swap, basically replace the new one. And after I'm comfortable that all the user data has migrated. Um, So... That actually might be what I do. It's really easy with Heroku to spin up separate apps anyway. Um, so that might be useful. It sounds like something you should, you know, spend a day or two pondering about before you do something. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. And that's that's got to be in the budget of time. So I think if I give myself a week uh, to be conservative for that effort, then... You know, am I really going to be done doing all development in seven days? Because I only have two weeks left in June. That's where I'm not sure. So if I give myself two more weeks of development and one week of, of the you know launch migration, then I get to then I get to the um you know first or second week of July at the latest. Nice, which feels yeah, which will be a huge relief. Um, yeah, uh, so that's me. How are you doing? Awesome. How am I doing? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, what's been going on? So we got our first churn, real churn for Branch. Someone canceled okay. their account. Um, and it didn't feel that bad, actually, because I, I kind of expected it. It was someone, he's not an agency or a freelancer. He's like, he has a thing he works on. And he wa- he's been using WP Pusher for ages, but he wanted to use Branch for this. So he just, on his own, just signed up for a paid account. But he never really got started with it. Um, so, you know, when I looked into it, obviously, like it was just a ma- matter of time before he would cancel. Um, yeah, so that's that's it. Um, still seeing pretty good activity in the app. Not, not huge. Um but people are able to get started um, with like different. It, it's really host related. Like for some of the hosts, we always get like support increase before people manage to get it working. But for some of the more simpler workflows, like people are definitely figuring it out on their own um, with the recipes. I um, okay. I got I got a really nice email couple days ago from like this email just felt very important and i'll explain why if it's not obvious but it was basically a a developer or he was like the lead developer at a larger kind of larger agency it's it's always hard to know how big these agencies are because on their website it says they has they have eight different u.s offices but like is that eight people working from home or is it like literally they have an office in eight different yeah. cities. Um, right, right. But so it's not a small agency. It's it's fairly large. Um, and they're working with one of our partner hosts, um, one of the hosts where the sales team and the like support team, you know, specifically knows about Branch and are, like have said that they have started to promote it. Um, so I'm pretty sure that they came through some sort of like support rep or sales rep at that this specific hosting company. And in the email, he said cool. that he had a large amount of sites that he was trying to understand like how he could migrate to this workflow with Branch and was asking if there was like a rep he could call for like a phone discussion. And this is like, if this turns out, like in the best case, this is like exactly what I dreamed about when I started working with the hosting companies, right? It's yeah. it's like such a bread and butter agency that you've never heard about and you'll never like they don't they're not active on Twitter like they, you don't know the people working there they're just churning out so many local websites and mm-hmm. business websites and you know they have an account and an account rep and stuff with this hosting company and they're probably paying you know a fairly s- substantial chunk of change every month to the hosting company so, you know, like paying a couple hundred bucks yeah. to something like Branch, if it makes them more effective, like why not? And I didn't have to go out and find them. Like they came through the host and Fantastic. it's like exactly as I wanted it to be. Um, yeah, that, it's really encouraging. And you said something there, like the how they're not super popular or, or famous, at least as a as a host, right? Did I understand you correctly? Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the agency. Oh, the agency. Sorry. And yeah. that's either way. It's the same, same idea that yeah. I find really encouraging is like, 
we so often get encouraged or discouraged when we get these tiny little numbers of prospects or users giving us feedback. And yeah. hu- humans are just so bad at wrapping their brains around big numbers like 10,000, 20,000, 5 million. Like when you think yeah. how many agencies there are, I bet it's really easy to get discouraged when like, even if, if like 12 agencies over the next two weeks gave you negative feedback, you'd feel so bad. But yeah. in, in perspective, you're like, wait, 12 divided by the number of agencies in the world. That's still like, that's still such a tiny, statistically that's speaking, like it's so... water of the agencies <laughs> in Moscow. Or like right, ex- exactly, exactly. And so like, the cool thing is, we often feel like maybe we're burning, you know, burning uh, whatever uh, valuable wood, you know, from the standpoint of first impressions, etc. Yes, there are a limited number, but at the same time, it's such a big world. Like there are so many agencies out there, I bet, that have not, like who don't even know an agency yet that's heard of Branch that um yeah it's exciting <laughs> like there's so much more like the ch- blue ocean for you. the chance yeah like the chance that i'm running out of agencies because i'm acquiring them so fast that the hosting companies yeah can't keep up with like <laughs> yeah. like that's just not a like they have all of them have sales teams and all they do is talk to agencies all day long and if just a fraction of them is sent my way it's Yep. Yeah. That's that's a business that's a business model. Yeah. And got, got so much ahead of you. Yeah, so that's what I'm hoping. Um haven't seen like concrete results yet here, but it's like you know, the acquisition part is working cuz this is not the kind of like they didn't find me on Google or they didn't, you know, they heard about it through the the hosting company. And they understood that that this would like be helpful for them to to use Branch, and and now they're talking to me. So it's that just needs to happen a lot more, <laughs> and then hopefully I'll be very busy. And yeah, it'll pick up steam definitely. Yeah, so it's very encouraging, and it's like exactly what I need right now. Um, especially with like kind of like shifting gears into marketing a bit. So the other yeah. thing I've been working on is the guides haven't been working on them for a while. I was looking into the stats. So we have four guides online right now. We have one for Flywheel, one for SiteGround, one for Kinsta, and one for, what's the last one we have? Pagely, um, which is like four fairly big WordPress companies or hosting companies. And I was just checking like on Google for like different keywords, like automated deployment, Kinsta, uh, deployment, Kinsta, stuff like that. And they rank really well for all these keywords. Um, and it's only been a couple of months. I don't remember when we started publishing the guides, but it's, I think it was in the in the second quarter this year. And, um, you know, they're already ranking super well. The website is new. There's not a lot of content on there, but the guides are ranking super well. And that's really encouraging as well. They get, I think they get about... They get about 50 uniques. Um, like each guide gets about 50 uniques every month right now. Okay. So it's not huge, but it's still, you know, maybe potentially 50 people who were looking for an automated deployment solution for Kinsta. Yeah. I get to see, you know, the guide. Um, so that's pretty cool. 
And I bet you, like, if when we have a WP Engine guide, it could be 10 times that easily because they were so much bigger. Mm-hmm. So so that's nice. Like, they're definitely working. We're seeing traffic um, and people are, are reading them. So I'm working on one right now for Pantheon um, and trying to, like, kind of, like, restart some of the partnership stuff I've done with them because we have an integration more like a native integration with Pantheon where we use their API and stuff. And we all, we just published our third Pantheon recipe as well. So we have a lot of Pantheon stuff right now, but we don't, we don't have a guide. And so I'm, I'm excited to get the guide out um, this week and worked on it over the past few days. And it's the, you know, the four guides we have right now are pretty similar. Um, and kind of like the thing I've been trying really hard is to all the sections that are related to branch, like this is how you sign up for branch. This is how you connect to your GitHub account, stuff like that. I keep it so generic that I, I won't have to, you know, rewrite it for each guide. Mm-hmm. So probably half of the of the text is literally the same <laughs> between all the guides and what people are saying is like that's duplicate content. Like how is Google, like what, what's Google going to think? Hmm. But first of all, like the, the primary reason for writing these guys guides wasn't for Google to like them. Like that's nice if they do. And and it looks like they do. It mm-hmm. looks like they don't care <laughs> because yeah. the guys, the guys are still valuable and it's good content. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also for all these like hosting company reps to have something that's really high quality to send people to, um, which yeah. I think is very helpful for them. Yeah, I don't follow the bad for Google argument anyway, because if you think about like a standard web page or a standard piece of content, like how much is the same and how much is different? I don't think that's like the, I don't think that's the extent of Google's algorithm for figuring out quality content. It's like, no, and like <laughs> I think these days when like everyone is using Chrome and stuff like that, I bet like people go to these guides. And and they are like it's good content, it's high quality, and I bet you people spend a lot of time on the page. Yeah, and they're I reading them, and probably one of the only things they care about. Yep, yep. I'm sh- I'm sure that that's. Sure it's not like oh, <laughs> you know, fifty percent of the users they spend half an hour on this page scrolling up and down, but <laughs> it's got <laughs> yeah. duplicate content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No one else is going to see this. You know what? These pie recipes are no good because so many of them refer to flour. They all have the same part at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. They all they start all have with flour, flour in their meat attack or whatever. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. So I think that's working. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. On the, on the maker front, um, I think Bjorn and I has found kind of like a groove with the one day a week, which is two half days actually. Okay. And uh, it seems like it's, it's going okay right now. Um, It's one thing we've done is we've kind of, we've implemented the backlog, which is, you know, another thing that you're not supposed to do these days. Um, Mm. But we have a backlog now and it's just helpful because it's much more async now. And um, it's, it's important for me during the week to be like, okay, this is something that needs to be fixed the next time you're online. 
because it's it's not super critical because then I'll just fix it. Right. Um, but like this is something that would be really nice if we could get this fixed with like within like the next three days. So I'll add it to the backlog. Mm-hmm. And um, and then on the day that he's working, like he knows that this is something that, you know, a couple of days ago I thought was important. And then we talk about it. And if it's still important, it's, you know, it, it has a, a purpose the backlog right now and it's it's working out so far i think cool we both appreciate it um yeah so like today was um we had some issues with the stripe billing portal stuff that we released uh all these like webhooks and stuff that you need to pay attention to from stripe um so the one you listen to when you are using the the self-serve portal is subscription updated and it's a webhook that's sent when someone changes their subscription in the billing portal mm-hmm. so that you can, like, in your system, change their subscription to be the right plan, right? But apparently, every time someone gets an invoice and their subscription is renewed, which happens every 30 days, it also sends the same webhook. So we're, like, every time someone was renewing... um we were trying to like change the plan and stuff. And then sometimes it didn't work uh, because they were on a plan that's no longer kind of like up that it's not supportive for new signups. And we thought that this was like for new, uh, new uh, signups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had to add some extra logic around that, but it's, yeah. <laughs> I, can I, can I just say like one more time, I don't ever want to deal with a subsystem for stripes benefit. I just, just does not (laughs) anyway i'm sure it's it's not a lot of time but at the same time there's always more features to take care advantage of and not take advantage of like i just the 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 problem is you say like (sighs) the intention is i don't want to deal with anything related to billing so i'm gonna outsource everything to stripe or one of their competitors but the only way that that's ever gonna work like the like you can't go further than they'll do literally everything and then send you a webhook so like the webhook is just so crucial and Mm. you you like no matter what you'll always have to deal with the webhook (laughs) yeah yeah yep yeah interesting which is like one of the parts that actually sucked the most but (laughs) yeah well it's a good sign you're yeah i mean i think maybe part of the reason people tolerate so much work around billing and billing APIs is that it's very proximal to getting paid. <laughs> and so yeah. we tolerate yeah. it, right? If you're doing the same yeah, amount of yeah. effort for like the footer on your webpage, Google you, Analytics, yeah. yeah, Google Analytics, you'd have much less patience. Oh, who care about But you're like, analytics anyways. oh, credit card number, a, new, a fresh, valid credit card number. Yes, I will spend a day, you know, getting yeah. this to update in my system. Ugh. Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we had another bug mm. as well, uh, not related to billing, but apparently, if you have some very very obscure log output in your build, our database couldn't handle it, and we store the date, we store the logs in our database right now, which we shouldn't probably do, but we do that. Um, that's that's kind of like the MVP approach we have to the logs right now. That's, um, that's funny. So basically. Like one of the final things that happens is that the build server sends a webhook to our, um, oh, the, this webhook comes from the Google Cloud pups up a webhook system. That's where it's set up. Mm-hmm. And it, it sends this webhook 
um, to tell us that the build is finished, which is when we fetch the logs and kind of like update the build view to show you that it's it's finished and here's the log output. Um, so if you had this obscure output, it would just crash or like it would just crash. <laughs> and so the webhook wouldn't get a 200 uh, status code. And mm. sometimes Google with this pops up stuff, it's very persistent. Um, so I woke up to, I think it was 24,000 um, issues in Sentry because Google were like, oh, it's not a 200. Let's try again. Oh, it's not a 200. Let's try again. Oh, it's not a 200. Let's try again <laughs> for like 24 hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 24,000? <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I ran out of uh, a free well, of this I was going to say, there's got to be a century limit somewhere. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> that's 10K, I think. Century's like, and we auto-charged you $1,463. <laughs> yeah, they don't do that, unfortunately. Like, they just drop the... Okay. They're like, the that's, that's, that's nice that. of them. <laughs> I think you can even go in and delete them and just keep using it. Oh, that's nice. Um, but it's like, yeah, maybe just, like, change the frequency a bit. <laughs> just something. I'm sure it's something I can tweak, and I, I probably should. But it's yeah. also, like, maybe it's just better to fix it instead of try to tweak... <laughs> the webhook because it's like it's a pretty good wake-up call that you need to do something when you have twenty-four thousand <laughs> issues it's it's your choice you can either um you can either put duct tape over the engine check light indicator yeah or you know like <laughs> you when <laughs> when yeah. bitcoin took off like in 2017 and they started talking about like the climate climate impact of like mining bitcoins and stuff mm. and how much electricity it was using yeah like that's kind of like how you feel when you wake up to like twenty four thousand failed webhooks and you're like Ooh. <laughs> Ugh, sorry <laughs> Miss, missed it yep yeah what's well, yeah. fun so it sounds like you are um the chem the chemistry is still there obviously but also just the work rhythm is pretty good right now between you and yeah that's good yeah it's man. just very different but yeah we're making progress and uh, i'm making progress on the kind of like the marketing sales side of things so that's mm-hmm. good good yeah so i think i think that's where it, where it's at right now yeah sounds sounds like momentum yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah start small and uh, call it a an updates episode i think so awesome my well, first time nice hosting, catching up. I, yeah, my first time hosting. It it went. Yeah, okay. let's never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome, man. <laughs> I'll let you end it then. Well, in in enjoy your Monday. You too, sir. And uh, talk to you later. And Our, we, uh, listeners, yeah. enjoy your Wednesday. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.